from the new recording lair located deep beneath the Wine and Spirit Store in Ephrata, Pennsylvania. You're listening to the Masonic Light Podcast. Studio 665 presents Masonic Light Podcast. This show is recorded by Masons, for Masons, and is for entertainment purposes only. And please, no wagering. This podcast is not endorsed by any Grand Lodge, and the ridiculous ramblings of the hosts are their own. And now, here's your host. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Masonic Light Podcast. Hello. Episode number... (gasps) Wait for it. Wait for it. 163. I can't believe we've been doing it this long. I can't believe I've been doing it this yeah, long. Yeah, you've been doing it that long. Oh, yeah, there was an over-under on you for a yeah, while. Yeah, I think Ooh, we hit the wee. over a long time ago. Yeah. Was it seven years? Is that right? Six oh, or seven. Geez, this 15 again? on 94 planets and whatever. Yeah, I've aged significantly over that period of time, just so you know. Hey, your voice is better. Is it? Yeah. It's Turkey that, Hill Ice Tea, folks. Probably that new Turkey lozenger Hill is being Ice tea. That's it. All right. So tonight's episode is brought to you by our sponsors, whom we love. <laughs> Who are they? George J. Grove and Son. Yay. And Hireman Solomon Cigars, Ooh. who we still need to hear from. Yes. Scott Helm Electric. Yes. Sonic Timepiece. Oh. And our favorite chocolatier. <gasps> Chocolate. By Who would that be? Stephanie. Intermezzo by Stephanie. Yeah. Ooh. Oh. Oh, <laughs> snip, snip. man. Come on now. <laughs> Jeez. Our first edit of the night. There you go. <laughs> also, by our really favorite supporters, our Patreon supporters. Gosh, yes. Yes, we love our Patreon we supporters. Do. And man. you know what, Jack? What, Larry? I'm not Larry. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be one of those shows. <laughs> Don't, don't confuse me, please. What? <laughs> Larry thought he was talking for a minute. <laughs> Those who are... <laughs> what did I say? What did I do in the past two weeks? jeez. Oh, if you're listening to this episode, uh, why? It's, it's going to be a mess, people. Hang on. Mess. Yeah, just hang Strap on. in and Buckle hang up. You two can be a Patreon supporter for as little as one dollar one dollar what what can you do with one dollar you can support this podcast you can and that's all you need to do yeah just a dollar a month go to patreon.com slash masonic light podcast and we sincerely do appreciate all of the people we truly do show it we truly do there's behind Um, the scenes expenses and we did them we paid them out of pocket for a long time and then yeah and but our microphones have gotten better our sound equipment's gotten better our portable equipment is amazing as the long as show. as long as we remember to press record. Push the button. <laughs> oh my! Check God. the uh, timer. Make sure it's actually rolling. Yeah, uh, yeah. So uh, <laughs> quickly, you can also email us at masoniclightpodcast.com. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Masonic Light Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Masonic Light. Um, also on that other thing, Threads. That, that X thing. Same thing. Threads, no. X, whatever. Actually, Twitter is now X. Anyway, both of those things, Masonic at Masonic Light, and of course our website, MasonicLight.com. Did you all write that down? Yeah, there we go. If you didn't write it down, Hit go rewind. to the website. Go, go back 15 seconds, and you can you hear it again. Reverse, reverse, reverse. So this is where we would normally introduce our guest tonight. 
Hello, guest. And let's, I would normally let's, uh, let's introduce our guest tonight. Tonight, yeah. our tonight, guest is. It's great to be here. <laughs> he ruined it every time. He every time. It. Never mind. Okay. Who Proceed was without the joke. Okay. Oh, I th- I thought I was the joke. No. I'm sorry. So, hello, Tim Settlemeyer, wherever you are. Um, <laughs> we had a guest lined up, and um, <laughs> under the category of stuff happens, we don't have a guest tonight. So uh, anyway, you get to hear us again, which is great because we have a lot of fun doing this. <laughs> so let's go around the horn and find out what in God's creation have <laughs> we been doing for the last couple of weeks since our last recording, which was actually at Lodge of the Woods. Jack. <clears throat> we had really good knives at Lodge in the Woods. Yes, they were amazing Cut knives. Every, you could whittle with those knives. They were so good cutting through that steak. It was you amazing. Know, they were the best knives they I were, used They were all amazing day. knives. Those knives were incredible. Were they? Yeah. Josh, did you have a knife? I did not. Oh, I just you used didn't? My teeth. You came in late. That's right. You just ripped it off like a like a caveman. Yep. Nice. So since uh, last we met at Lodge in the Woods, I had a stated meeting. We have a zone wars upstairs. I think someone's breaking out of prison up there. There's Somebody's <laughs> opening a case in the <laughs> liquor store. Um, I had stated meeting. And we had a, we had a nice day of meeting. We had our memorial service, and that's something I hope that we talk about uh, as we're. Let's going do that when we come back. Yeah. Um, but we had a very nice memorial service uh, where we're uh, we we honored the guys who had left us since last October. Um. Then, uh, I went and spoke at the actually before that I went and spoke at the day lodge and I gave my. The what? Uh, Holy Saints John talk, the Elizabethtown Day Lodge. Okay, cool. And uh, that was very interesting. It was there was about forty five guys or so. Uh, I, it gives me a different perspective on business casual at Lodge. Uh, I've kind of rethought my position since since the tie thing was lo- was was dropped um, back a long time ago in two thousand ten. Mm-hmm. I guess nine or ten. Nine, I guess it was. 10 whatever Sturgeon anyway was in. it was it was grandmaster sturge's year yep. and he relaxed the dress code and everybody went berserk yeah. and i think the reason it works for me now is that there's a whole generation that has passed and i i was at a i was at i've been at three funerals in the last two months and nobody in the room had a tie on there's no now that doesn't mean you dress like you know like a pig farmer not that pig farmers are you know dressed badly or anything but i think if we went to something like sport coat and collared shirt, I think that would be okay. Because I think times have changed enough now, and those those 80 and 90-year-old members have passed along. So anyway, that works for me now. Um, Larry's going to say He's something. He's having a hemorrhage over here. No, I want to say that. see the veins in his forehead. Yeah, right. That has been going on in Tall Cedars now, and that is now effectively – the way we're going to do things. We're getting away from having to wear tuxes. We're going to go with a sport coat, open collar shirt, or tie if you want to wear it, and, and slacks. In other words, yeah. more business casual. I, I, that, I think, you know, and not that we want to get into a topic here because we're going around the horn, but uh, let's get back to that. Let's That's stick a, a pin in that. Let's good get idea. back to that. Yeah, I have idea. comments as well. I have, um, but the but the presentation at <coughs> Elizabethtown Day Lodge went really well, and I it was a very receptive audience. 
and uh, they uh, their their ritual work was fine. Their um, their attendance was great. The lunch was amazing. So kudos to them. They're doing a great job. They um, they already already have money in the bank, and it, it's that looks like that that experiment is going to be a success. So um, yeah, and then uh, and then this. So I had Monday, I had education. Tuesday, I had day lodge and stated meeting. Wednesday, I got podcast. Thursday, I got an extra meeting. I think I have 15 minutes to myself on Friday. And then grotto on, is it grotto on Sunday? Do we have grotto on Sunday? 22nd, right? We have grotto. I thought you weren't there. Um, if it's a Grotto 20- is the 22nd. Okay, so that's when we have grotto. But that's a Sunday a week from That's now. Sunday a week, yeah. So, yeah. So, no, I just a very busy Masonic week. My mm-hmm. wife misses me dreadfully. Okay. Larry. Um, well. <laughs> Can we guess? Uh, Can yeah, we guess? You Jack, pretty- guess one. Uh, let's see. Uh, Goose and Gridiron. Okay. That's uh, it. Josh? Uh, he did not attend Lodge meeting. Okay. Um, and I'm going to say that he did something with Tall Cedars. Mm, no, I didn't make that. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was I was in quarantine. Okay. Oh, that's so right. Yeah, it was that's junior right. senior night. A great attendance and was good guests. I mean, it was really good. Okay. But I wasn't there. Okay. Did any of them have pot pie? No. Okay. <laughs> I have no idea what they even had in the menu. I was I I've been out of things for three weeks, so I haven't done anything with anybody anywhere. Yeah, Larry did get COVID, so that's. Uh, you say I got it, but no. I tested negative. But you said I got it. So. I think. <laughs> I think you had it and were a false negative. <laughs> you were sicker than a dog when we tried to get you that night. Oh yeah, that was that was mess. Yeah, but not anymore. But not anymore. Not it's anymore. No. We're happy to have you. Yeah, absolutely. No. Lost my voice and it's it's coming back like gradually it's, coming back. It's yeah. it's a more. Masonic light miracle. Drink yeah. some more tea. As was it? No, oh, Seth. Was it Seth or Tom LeBois? Said my voice sounds like Andy Devine. For those of you who were born in the Seth. born in the forties and fifties, Andy Devine was a character that played in Wild Bill Hickok on mm-hmm. television. He was Jingles. Yep, I'm Jingles too. Jingles. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I okay. think I thought he meant Devine the stripper. I really want to go back. If you saw the movie Stagecoach with John Wayne, Andy Devine was in that. He was a stagecoach driver. Now, that was 1939. Okay, this is an indication of the episode you're listening to. Wow. Yes, it is. <coughs> Josh. I'd like really to would. apologize in advance. <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I planned to go to two separate events uh-huh. and then ended up getting stuck at work. Mm-hmm. And you did double duty. Double duty. He since said, we, he since said we recorded. Duty. Yeah. I said duty. Uh, duty. Since Lodge in the Woods. Yep. I did double duty. You did? Yeah. What? What? You didn't get the lodge? No. Okay. <laughs> you talking about the re-edit that he yeah. had to do? Oh, yeah. 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 I was momentarily feeling bad because I so, thought you made it and I didn't. I think we no. alluded to this on the Lodge in the Woods episode, but just in case we didn't, you know, I'll take a moment of confession time here. Way to go. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> so we record this like three weeks ago, and um, we're so excited because we've got all these interviews that people are coming over to the tent. And the, the interesting thing was, and Jack... You may have not observed this because you were really engaged with was, lots of stuff that was night. Busy. <laughs> you was were a busy. busy day. You were busy. Um, but the Masonic Light Podcast tent was literally the center of activity prior to the dinner. Um, yeah. We had lots of guys standing around smoking. We had 
guys coming over to listen to the interviews. Um, it was really a cool event, and we got to interview lots of really cool people. And one of them in particular, um, I get a phone call from Josh uh, on Sunday morning just before the podcast is supposed to come out on Monday saying, um, Houston, we have a problem. <laughs> that interview you thought you did with the Grandmaster didn't happen. Well, it did, but we didn't get it. And so, as I indicated on our last episode, I pushed the button, but I didn't make sure the clock was running. So, thank you again to Grandmaster Wonderling for jumping on that Zoom call with us. He was very gracious. Complete that. He was very gracious. We had a great time. Sorry, my sound level was terrible on that. I listened to it and it was awful. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Well, we didn't have these mics that we. No, I was recording on my PC and it it wasn't there. So I'm so um, ashamed. So there was that. Um, on the 23rd of September, which was the actually the Friday after that. Was a, <laughs> okay. Ooh. So right yeah. after Lodge in the Woods, um, I did a secretary's training. Mm. That was really amazing. It was the, when they told me how many people were going to be there, I got really nervous. Cool. It was a combined secretary and treasurer's training for... Districts 5, 6, 8, B, and C. And if you're not familiar with the way districts are lettered and numbered around Pennsylvania, the lettered numbers are kind of around Philly. Right. Um, But there were probably close to 100 and some people in that room uh, going through training. And it actually was an amazing training. The guys were very gracious, uh, some great questions. and, And so I always enjoy doing those. It's a lot of fun. Uh, the next night, went to Uber Grotto, um, had a good time there. Uh, if you're in Grotto, you need to come back. You need to get back out there and get involved. Larry, that includes you. I am. Uh, I know. You had you were sick. Um, we had an AMD meeting, Lucius Caritas, mm. chapter of AMD met, and we had some amazing food um, and heard a great paper from our good buddy Andy Hess over in Gettysburg. And then the following night, the 167th annual banquet of Eureka West Shore Lodge, number 302, was held. That's a lot of banquets. That was a lot of banquets. Um, Two nights later on that Monday, we had our October stated meeting. And since then, I've been like on withdrawal. I'm going to talk about one of the projects that I've been working on a little later. But suffice it to say, it's been a busy, busy time. (sighs) All right. All right. Larry's making faces here. I think we need to take a break and uh, we'll we'll share with you why he's making faces. Get some more well, iced tea. I got a picture through our messenger site. Talking to the mic. A picture from uh, Josh just sent me from the messenger site. Let the record show. You're, he's, you're, he's holding the phone up to the <laughs> microphone. <absolutely. so> he, <laughs> yeah. There it is. I saw it. I got it. I, okay. Yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, I started falling asleep, but that's. A- <laughs> <laughs> it's that blood pressure medicine. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We're going to take a quick break and we will be right back. See you. Why choose George J. Grove and Sons for your next home improvement project? At George J. Grove & Sons, we've built our reputation on quality and trust for more than 50 years. From planning to materials to installation, George J. Grove promises a home improvement experience second to none. 
Whether your goal is reducing energy costs, decreasing maintenance, updating curb appeal, or simply increasing the value of your home, the George J. Grove team will recommend and provide solutions that stand the test of time. Call 717-393-0859 for an estimate or visit us at georgejgrove.com. The first version was better. That's funny for reasons you will never understand. Right. Anyway, we're back. We are back, really. And we started. I started talking about the funeral service or the memorial service that we had at our lodge at our state of meeting. And I don't know if your lodges do a memorial service annually, but in other jurisdictions, it's sometimes called the Lodge of Sorrows, mm-hmm. where you where you remember the the brothers that have passed in the in the previous year and i've seen it done in maryland they have a beautiful service at our uh sister lodge down there at amicable st john's Uh, we have one that we've been doing in our lodge for a number of years it's sort of a pretty common um that's a really loud josh it's amazing we should actually make a sound effect of that that's actually pretty amazing you know what that sound effect is Uh that sound effect is the alien spaceships Uh opening Uh in war of the world yes yes totally yes it was a peanut. Hang on, don't put the spaceship it was a, back together. It was yet. a peanut. Bu- no, it was a. It was a, a jar of peanut butter in a commode mm. in the recording studio at RCA. Really? <laughs> well, they could have used this thing for it because it's. Uh, I thought. Wow! The, is first time loud. I heard that, I thought, "Oh my God, this is War of the Worlds." <laughs> but we That's digress. But uh, but anyway, all right. So talking about the memorial service, um, we. It's it's just something that um, we've we've done since I've been a member that low these eighteen years, but it's been um, it's just nice to to reach back. But one thing that is a a literally a something to notice last year we had twenty one candles on the table. Whoa. We nearly set off the smoke alarm, right? We had twenty one de- <laughs> deceased brethren last year at our table. This year there were eight. Wow. You know, I have seen this done in other lodges, mm-hmm. around here even. Mm-hmm. It's not a practice that my lodge has done, but every time I see it, I keep saying, I want to go back and get somebody to do this, because mm-hmm. I think it's really powerful. Mm-hmm. It's um, nice. The problem is we would definitely set off the smoke detector, <laughs> <laughs> because uh, we've, in the last 11 years, we've averaged 27 deaths a year. Yeah. You have to use fake candles. Yeah, we'd have to be like standing by with a fire extinguisher. But it it just brings to mind, and it's kind of we we rolled it into a rehearsal for Mm -hmm. the you know a a, a, um, the Masonic education was the funeral service, Mm -hmm. and I'm sure that other jurisdictions have a similar funeral service for their departed brethren. Mm -hmm. But it, it it we had that became the Masonic education for the night, so we you know kind of did an in-lodge rehearsal for, for the next time that has to happen. So it's just, um, it's something that, I don't know, it, it's our public, it's our public presentation, right? I mean, it's one of the few things that we do in public. Mm-hmm. And it's really moving when it's done right. Yes. Uh, it's really embarrassing 
when it's hacked or when it's red. I I I I'm o- I'm less not okay. Is that a thing? Less not okay. I'm less not okay with reading it than I am with hacking it. I would rather have it read well than hacked. I'd actually rather not have either, but well, the, obviously that's the preference is right. it should be committed to memory, but right. It's but not that long. In, it, it, it's it's not, and it's really. I mean, it's smooth. It just flows if you if you commit the time to learn it. But and it's a beautiful ceremony. It is. It's gorgeous. Um, there's some beautiful poetry, some some lovely images that just. Um, and it's only what four four minutes long, all all in all. Yeah. And it just means so much. But one of the things that was said at the end of the the education part of it was. Brethren, if you want a Masonic funeral yes. when you're gone, yes. you have to tell your family. If you put it in the will, it'll be over before it starts. Right. So you have to tell your family and, and your lodge that that's what you want. And uh, But most important is your family because ultimately it, when the time comes, they control what happens. So. And not just a spouse or whomever, but lots of people in yeah. your family because they may not be there at that time. Right, right. Uh, my daughter, my 17-year-old daughter, oh, my God, she's 17. Um, she, she knows <clears throat> that when my time comes, she can decide any other person parts of the funeral whatever she wants or needs or whatever but daddy wants a masonic service by his lodge don't bang on the table sorry i was pulling a larry there (laughs) (coughs) yes yeah no that's uh it 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 is important and i I mean I, i would say i look forward to it but i won't be there but it's it it's something that's that's really meaningful and and it's, it's a really nice way to put you know the fraternity out in front of people that aren't yes. otherwise familiar with it. Yeah, we're very but, fortunate that we have. I'm sorry, Larry, I didn't well, cut you off. Just, um, we have we're very fortunate in that we have probably I want to say six or seven past masters mm-hmm. that all know the masters part of that funeral service mm-hmm. well enough to do a service mm-hmm. and then we have an entire team of people who have said if it's a daytime funeral i will come mm-hmm. if it's an evening funeral or mm-hmm. ceremony for us i will come so and then one of our past masters has taken it upon himself to offer to the worshipful master each year i will help you by coordinating this mm-hmm. and Oh, Every, that's great. Everyone has agreed, oh, obviously, with that, which is great, because as secretary, I frequently get the call, mm-hmm. um, but then I can immediately call this past master Media and, say, past master and, and yeah. say, hey, here we go. Good for him to have a role, and, too. And then, and then the worshipful master can say, thank you. And, and, and he frequently takes part in the ceremony mm-hmm. in one role or another, mm-hmm. but it's, it's, a, it's a great way to lift the burden from a worshipful master mm-hmm. that way. I'm Larry, curious how many other jurisdictions do it. Yeah. Oh, you want me to talk now? Well, well you look, you look like you were you're taking well, you were drawing I'm, breath. I'm so. hearing this discussion, and I like everything that we do because it is absolutely beautiful. But I'm going to be eighty in six months, and I don't. I don't oh, jeez. So does Carol know that you want a Masonic service? Yeah, she does. Okay. Yes, of course. Yeah. Do, does your daughter? 
Yeah, they they should. I, We're going to have it at FUDRuckers, though. In, it's in on my instructions. Carol knows. Yes. Okay. Yes. I'm sorry. Yes. I'm not looking into the microphone. Yeah, of course. Uh, 50 years next year. Wow. So. Very good, Larry. Yeah. Then we can hock your pin. Yeah. But you're you're right. We've I think we've all lost brothers who we were who we liked and who we were probably close to in the past year or two. So it's it's at my age it it's it's harder. I know. So the other thing that frequently comes up not not a lot, and maybe not frequently is not the good word, but occasionally where the lodge knows and maybe some family know, but because of some reason or another, someone in the family objects to it, and so you end up not doing it. And so the thing you always have to remember is this the family's decision at the end of the oh, day. Oh, at the end of the day, sure. <laughs> Absolutely. So I've seen some people, in my opinion, go a little too far in saying, yeah, but this is what he wanted, and mm. we really don't have that right uh, no. at that time to say that. So. You're, you're correct. And the the one thing that I would say, and I've been to a number of them, fewer than some, more than others, mm-hmm. but um, one of the things that is is on my mind after we do it, after we go in and we have this very solemn, very elegant service, we walk out and go out to the room wherever it was that we were repairing, and we start backslapping and hee-hawing and making jokes and being loud. Mm-hmm while they're still in the room while the family is still there and that that that's one of my um one of my buttons that um yeah. that that we have to be respectful after be solemn yeah. throughout I, yeah absolutely i uh, being a mason raised in south carolina and i was chaplain of the lodge for a year we did masonic funerals at the gravesite mm mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And we were in our regalia, our jewels, our white mm-hmm. gloves. Uh, it was a beautiful sight to see. I was chaplain, held a purple pillow with the Bible open on it. My prayer was in there so I could switch it out so I could say it because I could not memorize. The funeral prayer was just too much. Mm-hmm. And it was magnificent. And the, the stewards and the uh, deacons went over the casket and did the Oh, with the with the, the wands swords and the, and the, and the wands. Yes. Oh, interesting! Nice. It was beautiful. It was beautiful, and I'll never forget that. And I thought, we don't do many gravesides. We mostly do a lot of inside work, but they're beautiful, nevertheless. Mm-hmm. Really. When my father passed in two thousand and seven, I got to participate in two Masonic services for him. One, his lodge in Florida, where he lived when he passed. But then we sent the body back to Kentucky, where he was originally from and where his mother lodge was. Uh, and I actually remember a bunch of those guys from when I was a kid. And we would go to pancake breakfasts and all kinds of stuff like that. I actually became best friends with their a couple of their kids. And uh, it was really meaningful as a new Mason at that time to say, hey, would you like to participate in your dad's service? Sure. And, I mean, it was powerful. Very cool. Okay. All right. So, anybody got a joke to end that session with? Yeah, let's not do it. No no joke? Okay. All right. No, no joke. Um, But, seriously, uh, if you're you're in the line, learn this work. It's beautiful work, and it it, it may be the most important thing you do 
in your Masonic career if you make it to the East to to preside over these these memorial services. So, um, anyway. makes me sad. Yeah. Well, I think uh, Jack, something you said that I think is very important. It's one of the few things we do publicly. Yeah. And we owe it to that brother, to that brother's family, and to the people that he knew. And we owe it to our fraternity to do that well. Couldn't agree more. Yeah. All right. Okay, so Let's, you want to take a quick break? Real, and squeeze I, one in I here. I think I need to go cry. Yeah. And, and then, uh, and then we can come back. Let's do that. All right. All right. We'll be right back. As far back as the mid-1800s, records exist describing the pre-meaning tradition of brethren smoking cigars during and after gatherings. To this day, the practice of smoking cigars remains very much alive in many lodges. This custom is considered a time for brethren to relax, exchange ideas, and enjoy the simplicity and fellowship that is the very essence of our brotherhood. This is what Hireman Solomon Cigars is all about. Our starting principles are to bring Masonic brethren together in the harmony of a good cigar. Pull up a chair, sit back, light up any of our premium cigars, and enjoy the history. Hireman Solomon Cigars can be found at fine cigar retailers. For a complete list, visit HiremanSolomonCigars.com or check them out on social media to find out when they'll be at a live event near you. Hireman Solomon Cigars is pleased to be the official cigar of the Masonic Light Podcast. And we're back. What? Again. Are we? Are <laughs> it's we deja back? vu all over Metaphysically the... speaking, are, are we, we back? really back? So uh, I know you've heard us say this <laughs> numerous times <laughs> that some of our best content ends up during our breaks. Yes. And in does. order to avoid that, we came back. Quickly, and, and yet we weren't here. And yet we weren't here. But now uh, we are. So, in the first segment, J- uh, Jack. Yeah, you're Jack. That would be me. Well, See how easy that is, yeah, Grandpa. Exactly. <laughs> All right, I uh, get it now. Jack mentioned comments about the dress code, and our buddy Josh said, "I got something to say." About I will hear a remark, however, <laughs> that I have something to say. So, uh, Josh, let us talk about dress. Let code. us talk about dress codes. What do you think about them? Okay, so for. For business meeting, for stated meeting, I think uh, relaxed dress code would be okay. Okay. I think in the for, audience, officers still in tuxedos, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. We all agree that we're good here. Yeah. Uh, but for degree night, you know, coat and tie, no relaxed. Spiff dress. up a little for yeah. that. I kind of like yeah. that. I don't mind that. I kind of like I, that. Yeah. I think we can have a consensus here. It's not like you'd cut down the number of people coming out for the degrees. Right. Right. <laughs> exactly. Okay, Larry, like are you uh, going to join Thoughts, the majority, Larry? or are you? Yeah, going I, to... I'm. I'm for that. I like. I like okay. that idea. And I think I. I don't know if I already said this, but we were talking at dinner tonight, um, and here too before I think we recorded that we in Tall Cedars, whenever we had our regular meeting. Uh, we were we the officers wore tux and jewels and mm-hmm. all the paraphernalia, and Supreme is changing its attitude on that as well as the forest throughout Pennsylvania, and we're going to go with a more relaxed dress code, uh, a sport coat, open collar shirt, and uh, casual slacks. 
Um, oh, I thought they were doing the hazmat suits with the little booties on them. Yeah. Are they, are they not? No, no, no. <laughs> no. Hey, the, the hat is bad enough. Let's do something. Let's talk about that hat. Yeah. No, yeah. let's not talk yeah, about that. So the thing I fear about our discussion on this is I've had actually conversations with uh, past Grandmaster Sturgeon <clears throat> about the various changes that he mm-hmm. offered during his term as Grandmaster. And he probably more than certainly any grandmaster in recent time made some significant changes Mm -hmm. from creating the books to changing the dress code to Mm -hmm. dealing with the black balls to doing a whole whole bunch of stuff. Uh, And his comment to me was all of those other things were significant, but the one I took the most crap for was changing the dress code. Mm -hmm. And what I, what I worry about is that because of that, Grandmasters in the future will be less likely to consider it after seeing. And and let let us not mistake this yes. for like let's start a mission right. to change the right, dress. Right, That's right, not right, our right, point right. here. We're, We're just, just offering talking. opinions here. We're just talking, and it's yeah. just us, and it doesn't really matter long right. term. But right. um, but I can see where. Oh well, no, we tried that once and it yeah. didn't work. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, got, I got scars over that. That's but, how to uh, stop progress in yeah. anything. Exactly. So I, I would add that like I would probably still wear a coat and tie. Even if it was relaxed, would you? Yeah, would you not? I, you know, I'm I'm thinking back to that time. I was was actually in the line, so I, I wouldn't have had an opportunity to not be in a tux. So I uh, I I don't I don't mind relaxing it to to this level. Yeah, and that is sport coat and and collared shirt and mm-hmm. you know khakis or whatever. No, yeah. no jeans if you can not have jeans. Well, I um, think. But but yeah, I, I think uh, uh, there's something about the jacket that elevates you enough to know that you're 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 stepping out, you're you're doing a thing that you know you're a level up. I think part of the stigma, though, is the fact that when we talk about a relaxed code like this, we see what's going on in society today. Have you gone to church lately? Uh, when I went to church years ago, it was a coat and tie. Uh, you go now, and it could be jeans, it could be a pullover, it could be a sweatshirt. It doesn't matter anymore. Mm-hmm. And I see wear. that change. Right. And it's, <laughs> it's, it's just, I don't know, it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's, hard, it's hard to accept that. And it, I'd be inclined to go along with Josh. I'd probably still continue to wear a coat and I tie. Would, I would wear the coat. But I, the I like the fact that I have an option to do that, especially mm-hmm. in, the, in the summer, in the warm months before we... In South Carolina, we would say "go dark." Up here, yeah, we, we say, don't we don't go dark. We don't, yeah, we don't, we don't go, go, go dark. dark, dark there, there's you know, no turning don't. in of uh, no, warrants. No, okay, remember, I'm <laughs> I'm from a different generation in a different state, so <clears throat> sorry. That's all right. Go dark. A, a, a state in which what is the dress code to lodge today? Okay, that's a good question because when I was raised, it was coat and tie. Bargain my It was coat and tie, but. I kept in touch through Facebook and yeah, social what is media. Yeah, what is it now? Right now, it's it's kind of relaxed, casual. Cutoffs and boots and... Uh, I've seen it, yes. Oh, well, <gasps> but I've seen the Grand Lodge go from that... Beater tees? From, from coat and tie and suits to tuxes, white gloves, jewels. Mm. And I'm seeing the lodges shirts. down there. <laughs> no lodges down there. No officers wore tuxes. It was coat and tie. Yeah. That's changing. Mm-hmm. So they're coming from an area where they had that very relaxed, I think, thing. Now, not changing. That's all right. Coming back. But, you know, 
20 years ago, 15 years ago, I guess it was, um, visiting, visiting the lodge that my dad was a member of in Florida. I mean, they wore shorts and they wore, you know, what we would call Hawaiian yeah. shirts. South yeah. and Southwest, Texas, um, go to Texas. Yeah. yeah. And, and God forbid you go to West Virginia. <laughs> I love our brethren in West Virginia. But seriously, uh, I've traveled literally all over the country to various lodges, and the dress code is all over the place. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, it really is. You know, and everybody throws up, you know, it's not the outward appearance, which, you know, Freemason we're supposed to pay attention to. And yep. you're right, it's not. But there is something about being just a click better than the common. Yes. Right? Uh, it, it's just a, just a click. You don't have to overwhelm them with your formality. Um, but I, I, I don't know. I, so I wonder what George Washington wore to lodge. I, um, well, whatever it was, it was uncomfortable because yeah. everything they wore back then was yeah, uncomfortable. Yeah, exactly. But I, I just, when, that, when it first happened back in 2010, I was a huge opponent to any of that change. I was vocal about it. Um, and anyway, <laughs> but I'm, that's one point I'm softening on. I'm yeah. st- I still don't – the black ball thing still uh, is a yeah, problem for me. me too. But the the dress code, I objected to it then. And I think I was right because there were enough older fellas that really respected the dress code. Mm-hmm. Um, but the fact – I mean, you go to the candles on the memorial service table, right? You go from 21 last year to 8 this year. You know, that, that bubble – is we're at the very tail end of that bubble, and and I think it's, let's put a pin and see what you are next year. Um, that's fine. I would like no, seriously. I mean, yeah, no, I, I, because I'll tell you, because most of them are gone. Right. Are we back on that again? No, we're not. <laughs> Tim did it. Larry, Larry's, Larry's having, Larry's having a connection. No, I mean, I, I just think you know, we've still got significant number of oh. se- seasoned folks. Yeah. That. Uh, have a way and tradition of doing like lunch. firewood seasoned well folks how'd you like that larry did you like seasoned. that i didn't say old am i seasoned yeah you're seasoned all right <laughs> more like pickled <laughs> <laughs> but anyway all right all so. right so next topic i don't know did we have a next topic yeah, what was we our did. next topic oh we, we were did. talking about uh um well we were talking about dues. Oh, we can talk. We're going to talk about dues next. Is that what dues. you were talking about? Uh, sorry, so you want to talk about dues? Yeah, yeah, let's talk about dues. Let's talk about dues. It's that time of the year again. <laughs> it is. It is. Pay your uh, damn dues. Pay your damn dues. Right. As a secretary, uh, seriously, I, you know, I think, um, and this is something that my lodge is actually dealing with in the moment. Uh, so, got some firsthand, you know, knowledge on this kind of thing. You know, for the longest time, everybody, nobody wants to pay more in anything. But the reality is everything costs more today. Everything from electricity to repair of the regalia to everything. Just everything is more expensive today than it was yesterday, five years ago, 10 years ago, 20 years ago. And my lodge is an example of where 11 years ago we had a merger between two lodges. Um the local portion of that dues did not change for those that were continuing from the Eureka side. They went up like $5 from those that came from the West Shore side. Um, But our local dues had not changed in probably five years from before that. So you're now looking at, let's say, 17 years ago, 
when the local portion of our dues change. Now, we've had Grand Lodge increments in the interim a couple of times that have been passed on to the members. But for the lodge itself to operate in a situation where our membership is continuing to decline, we have to seriously look at the lodge growing its revenue in some way. So we can. there are a number of ways, obviously, you can do that. The most effective way of doing that is getting more members. Okay? That's... That's not enough money to make a difference. Well, that's, again, so there's that. Yeah. We could have pancake breakfasts and make $42.19 for six hours of work <laughs> and pat ourselves on the back because we served a lot of flapjacks. But, again, that's not going to solve the problem either. Um, we could become a lodge that simply came together and met and did not uh, support the various charitable contributions that we've made over time, not offer the scholarships that we've offered, uh, not supported the local scout groups when they're doing their Eagle Scout projects, et cetera, that we've done. Um, we could definitely cut back on those things. Uh, but we're seriously looking at raising the local portion of our dues. And the interesting thing is thus far, Larry's like doing an etch-a-sketch with this post-it note over here. Um, <laughs> Um, we're seriously looking at raising our local dues. And I just think that um, it is important for lodges to take an honest look at where they are, um, frankly, from a business standpoint, if you will. We're not out to make money, but at the same time, right. so we can't lose money. Every And every lodge is in a different position right. financially. Right. Like our lodge here in Ephrata happens to be in a, a very sound financial situation because of um, a, a, a donation to the lodge from a member who passed away. Uh, how many of our lodges are mentioning, you know, legacy donations uh, to to their members? Like, especially since you know this huge population of people is at that point in their lives. You know, are we reaching out to them? Hey, you know, if you if you would like to leave some money to our lodge, you know. Give us some direction with it. Please don't just hand us a wad of money because we'll do something or, stupid. Or leave it to the lodge to decide, which is actually the better way, because we've also gotten mm. requests from time to time where you're looking to give a scholarship to someone with that's left-handed with blue eyes and brown hair, and you can't give it away. I and mean, I know uh, mm. a couple of the Masonic groups I belong to are holding on to funds that they got 20, 30 years ago because the requirements for giving the money out were so strict. And it's drawing interest. It is, but they still can't give it away. The lodge can't use it. But you have to respect that guy's... Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. That guy's whatever it was. Absolutely. Um, The bequest. Bequest. That's the word. Um, So that's one thing is... um, Raising the dues, okay, whatever. but, But you have to look at it like you said, ooh, that's way. Um, you have to look at it as a business, and you have to look at your your annual revenues and your annual expenses, and you have to make it work. And I don't think we do an, I don't think we do a good enough job training uh, lodge management to understand what the expenses are and, and what the revenue streams are and what they could be and what totally we, how can we do. I don't think we do enough job. 
because that's business skills. That's that's training, you know. So that okay. So you found the guy who's a great ritualist and he can memorize, you know, 10,000 17,000 words. Um, but he's a rotten businessman, so we have to teach him that stuff. Um, so <laughs> that's that's just the other And then side by the time he learns it, he's gone. Uh, yeah, about the time he gets it all figured out, he's but you're out, right. He's out of the east. I've yeah. contended for years but that a, we need to have business training for the junior and the senior deacon, junior senior warden, and the the upcoming worshipful master. I'd, I'd go farther up the line. I'd, I'd go to the deacons and, yep. and yeah, make sure I, that the I deacons would. start getting that training. And business then, you know, 101. Yeah, absolutely. Seriously. Absolutely, because it is a business. I mean, yeah. Josh, you look like you're about to burst. No, I'm just thinking about uh, how lodge funds are used and what I've witnessed uh, lodge funds being used for and how easily things get, like funds get voted away. Voted away like given out, paid out to certain things? Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, we're going to spend money on X. We're going to donate this money to this this group. Yeah. And it... There's no like stewardship of the the finances, like I by think, by the body. It's more of just a rubber stamp because somebody one of our brothers it. said X. we should do that. Yeah. yeah, I actually think that's a very valid point yeah, because I have witnessed that in other places. And uh, a few worshipful masters ago, um, we were starting to get go down that road mm-hmm. where we were getting a brother standing up, well intended. And making a motion to send a hundred dollars to the local little league fundraiser or whatever, mm-hmm. and then somebody would say, "Well, I think we ought to give more." Well, I think we ought to give less. Well, in my day, we only gave this <laughs> amount, so you ended up with all that. So we had a, a, a meeting of the officers, the past masters, about how do we how do we do what you're saying, which is be responsible for the lodge funds so that they're not just the motion will be uh transmitted to the charity committee yes. uh, for their recommendation well, boom done gavel out you're over well <laughs> you what, haven't moved on it you don't know Let's, well, what we did was we created something called the finance committee that was made up of the elected officers um the trustees uh the almoner and there might be another person on there i can't remember anyway when a motion is made from the floor to spend money, the worshipful master accepts the motion and turns to the treasurer and says, Brother Treasurer, is that expenditure contained in the worshipful master's budget for the current year? Because that's already been presented to the lodge and everybody kind of knows what's coming. And if the answer is yes, okay, then you proceed forward. If the answer is no, it is not, then the worshipful master says, Brethren, the vote on this motion is in effect a referral to the finance committee for further action. And then the finance committee determines whether or not Mm -hmm. it is strategic. If it's meeting with the goals of the lodge for Mm -hmm. the current year or whatever, and then they'll come back and report to the lodge at the next meeting, the dispensation of that. And in effect, what it's done is it has, forced people who want to make those motions to actually talk to somebody ahead Mm -hmm. of time Mm -hmm. and say, I'd like to do this. What's the best way to do this? 
and then you can work all of that stuff out ahead of time because the finance committee will get together from time to time. Mm-hmm. And if we know something's coming, we can proactively say, when this comes up, we're supportive of it, and we're going to use these funds to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's cut down considerably on just the willy-nilly nature of making motions to spend money making motions to spend money and it i mean i think we said more or less the same thing you yeah. just have a you you have a there's formalized a structure there's for a it. formalized yeah. structure in our lodge for and that's not a bad it. thing and it also means that when the worship of a master took the east he had a budget yes uh, for a long time for i mean 20 20 30 years ago um the secretary handed the incoming worshipful master a sheet of paper that said, here's your budget. Yeah. That, and that was it. I yeah. mean, there was no deviating from the budget. And that's how it was for a very long time. I know that's how it was in my lodge. Yeah. I think it's district by district in Pennsylvania. Yeah. I know the, the the tradition in District 3 has always been that the district deputy required the master to submit something to him that had been met with the approval Mm-hmm. of the lodge or of the officers or whatever but that also included having conversations with the secretary and treasurer about mm-hmm. operating expense right so you've got to cover those right and then there's an amount that's discretionary mm-hmm. and then that discretionary amount the master has some say so can discretion that's right that's it i didn't know that was a verb yeah anyway. josh so I, I just have a question how so that that procedure you have for like the finance committee uh-huh. or whatever. Uh, how does that come about? Like, how do you institute something? We actually, we actually amended bylaw? our bylaws. Okay. <gasps> we, we put it as, in as a committee of our bylaws, okay. which everybody, and, and including Larry, groans when you talk about changing the bylaws. But, but, you, don't ha- but you don't have to. You don't have to. Because the worshipful master is the presiding officer that is of correct. the body, right? right? That is correct. And, and he can determine how that stuff should that go. Is right. so that is correct. That is correct. And I think that's, I mean, that's why we have the black ball scenario that we have, because a lot of worshipful masters don't understand how much authority they really do have that is correct in how the lodge is managed and they can't yeah. go willy-nilly but yeah. because you have a my lodge just chose to kind of institutionalize it and say yeah. we think this that's is a, significant yeah. enough that we want to do it this way that's a great but, but in reality in pennsylvania it literally takes two meetings to change your bylaws you have to present it you have to lay it over and you have to vote on it of course then it has to go to the grand lodge for approval but again if you keep people in the loop along the way it's not that difficult right I had uh, I had I went to war with a couple of the uh, people in my lodge who were in charge of the money at the time, and um, and I said no we're it ought to be done this way, mm-hmm. and they said no we're doing it this way, and I said but that's not what the bylaws say, right? And they said I don't care what the bylaws say. Oh. This is how we do it. <laughs> so. I said, excuse me, <laughs> I think I swore an oath to uphold those bylaws. That so is correct. You lose. <laughs> sometimes our, um, sometimes our uh, governing, I hate to refer to them as governing groups, but I'll just say, I'll just say it. Boards sometimes our trustees and hall associations mm-hmm. forget what limited authority they really have. Mm-hmm. Trustees can only do what the lodge offers right. uh, authorizes them to do. Right. Hall associations can only do what lodges authorize them to, to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll tell another real life story of recent. Um, 
the bequest that I referred to earlier, uh, we announced that it was coming. We didn't know the amount. Um, and when I met with the folks on the, on the finance committee, uh, one of our trustees said, well, our trustees have decided that we want, we're going to do this. And our hall association said, well, we've decided we're going to do this. <laughs> and so in a stern and imperious manner. Oh, contrary. Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, we had to remind them that um, I think what you said was you're going to recommend that we do that. Mm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's what we really meant. Uh, I, thought, I thought so. Okay. All right. And so we did what they wanted anyway. But just as a reminder, a little Masonic education. Um, yeah, your trustees and your whole associations, temple associations, act only within the limited authority granted by the lodge. Right. So anyway, all right, cool. All right. Meaningful stuff. Good talk. Um, good talk. Good talk. Uh, why don't we take a quick break? All right. And, uh, we'll come back, maybe hit Walter and, okay. uh, we can talk about whatever it is that Walter brings up. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, and then we'll, uh, goose the chickens. Yeah. In Masonic news today, the chief of police of Lancaster City has announced that they will be shutting down the famous Mounted Patrol Unit. Thousands of Santa Stumble guests have been seen roaming aimlessly through the city of Lancaster, looking for a charity for its proceeds. Have fun, do good, screw them. That's the Masonic news so moated one. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Boo. So, yes. what that's about is our, you, and most of you know, our, our beloved past Pete raised a sugar, sugar ton of money um, for the Lancaster um, Mounted City Patrol. Mounted Patrol Unit and the and the Canine Unit. I think mm -hmm. they both got some money. A few hundred thousand dollars. Um, several hundred thousand dollars through the money raised at the Santa Stumble, and the chief of police has decided, no, we don't need mounted police, which are a landmark now in the city and a tourist attraction. We should put those officers in patrol cars and let them just patrol. Great idea. Well done. Not. Yeah. So, anyway. So, this, I will, it's, it's a great opportunity to kind of talk about the Santa Stumble because um, my understanding is that for a few years, I think there have been some uh, hints that maybe this might come someday uh, and they weren't necessarily getting the kind of support that they felt they needed. So, um, I think the committee working on that is looking for those other charitable organizations that might be supported. Yeah. Um, so above all this year, because what the story will be, um, you know, there was a lot of press around the Santa Stumble. Yeah. And um, the press will be the Mounted Patrol is no longer going to exist and people might be inclined to not participate. Well, we want them to participate. Let's make we no totally mistake. We totally want, want them, them to, participate. to participate, and we want that money to go to a proper and, know, and an that, appropriate And that committee chair. will make that decision, um, and they will right. 
do that in the appropriate way. And we believe in them. We know them. Absolutely. We know many of them anyway. Absolutely. Um, and and we, we believe in them and we trust them and we know that they will make a good decision. We're just yeah. really upset that dismounted units going shame away. Shame on the city of Lancaster. Because they were great. And, and it was shame all, I, on the city of My Lancaster. understanding is that that unit was privately funded. Right. So the only part of it that the police were paying for was the guy sitting on the horse. Yeah, exactly. And they were gonna pay, they're going to pay for him regardless. Right. So I I just I don't understand the logic of it. I think it was a it was a cool thing that that I mean, you know how many like selfies were taken with little kids and the horse, you know, and the yeah. and the cop up on the horse. It was great, but um, but no, but no, but no. That's an so. old John Belushi skit off of uh, Saturday Night. But no, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm that old. One yeah. time he did come back and go, but no. <laughs> Rosanna, Rosanna, Dan. Yeah. So, uh, where else are we going with this? Did we, did we clear the topic list? We did. We yeah, cleared we my did. list, and uh, I think we're we're coming. Larry, up. what do you want to talk about, buddy? Yeah. We need to think about what we're going to be doing in the next couple of weeks. Because oh. I'm going to go on a tirade, just so you know. A tirade. A before before tirade. or after we stop recording? Yes. No, no, no. During. During. Oh, During. excellent. Okay. Oh, so, like, like this episode, we're going to... Larry's tirade? Tirade. What are right. we doing in the next two weeks till we meet again? Oh, you're wanting to start the oh, process of shutting gonna... down here. Uh, yeah. Oh. Okay, because I was going to quickly go over our upcoming cast of characters. Okay, do in, that. But... Do that. Do so, it. So we're very fortunate that and on our next episode, we're going to have a trio. And Larry's very happy with the third member of this. Oh, uh, gosh, bio. yes. Uh, Brother Dave Hostler, Trav- Tyler Watkins, and the one he's most glad to see is heather calloway oh gosh she's wonderful uh heather if you're listening <laughs> josh you might have to cut that out larry's crushing on you yeah man. he's crushing on you um hey heather larry's got your book here in the studio yes so i don't uh, see no book it's only taken three and a half years uh, <laughs> but um when you come in later this month to record oh, the next that episode. Book. Yes, oh, the Red Serpent. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's why together. that book is there. Yeah. Okay, there I get you go. it. Now. The light just came on. Ding, 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 ding. There All we right. go. I got it. I got um, it. And then it really is here, Heather. It, it really, really is. is. Yeah. Yeah, Jack C has seen it. Um, our first episode in November will be Brother PJ Roop, Right Worshipful Junior Grand Warden. Um, and actually, we need to talk about that episode because there might be, but I doubt it will be a change of venue, maybe. Oh, uh, we can talk about it afterwards. Okay, um, and then in the coming down the road, down the future, we know that one of our December episodes will be at the Valley of Reading at the Holiday Happenings. Why? Yes, we'll be doing a remote there, and uh, it will. Should we be, crash the annual grand? I think we <laughs> might have to. Oh, you know what? We were going to talk about the annual grand. We were going to. Yeah, that's one of those. So before yeah. we start around the horn, we should talk about that. Okay. Um, but um, episode 167 is coming up very quickly. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Oh. And episode That's a 100. Episode. That is a special episode. Why is it a special episode, Josh? Josh, why is that one special? That will be Timmy and I's 100th episode. Yeah. Is that right? Really? Yeah. Yeah. 100. Whoa. Jeez. Yeah. Make you feel You've old. Been here that long. Can you believe yeah. that? I've been here longer than not right <laughs> <laughs> that's true both of where them. is that not guy yeah hey, not 
So uh, anyway, we've got some fun episodes coming up. And as always, if you have an interesting topic or an interesting person you'd like to have us uh, bring on the podcast, please send us their names. Uh, Masonic Light Podcast at gmail.com. Was that right? Uh, yes. Yeah, Masonic Light Podcast at gmail.com. Getting back to Josh. Yes. It took him 82, 85 episodes to be able to start talking to us. <laughs> No, no, Josh, Josh oh, lobs a grenade into the room every now and then. He throws a grenade in yeah, every now and then. Every now and then but Clear the room. As, as we progress, he's more and more involved. And I think it's great. Because <laughs> he's got a good radio voice. He's smart He has a face for radio, that's yeah, true. Yeah, that's we right. all do. Yeah. We all do. No, I don't. You know, these, these guestless episodes, Josh is the one that always promotes them. Um, and I have to admit, they are a lot of fun. Yeah. They are a lot of fun. Yeah. You, you, the listener, will decide uh, when we see the numbers. Uh, Ultimately. Whether or not you like it or not. I, I don't. But, uh, when, one of the things that doesn't maybe doesn't come across, maybe the audience does recognize it, is that when we get together, we have a great time. We like being with each other. Right. And I hope it comes across in our show. And I think it does. Except for that Larry guy. Oh, yeah, Larry he's guy. a pain in the ass, I know. Disgust, other, other than that, no, but you, seriously, we do. You said something several episodes ago. I don't know, it might have been 10 or 15. I mean, we really <laughs> are friends outside of the podcast. Yes, we are. Yes, we um, are. And, and we, we get together. We I have mean, a blast. We, yeah. Anytime we're together, we're cutting on each other and having a good time. Yep. And Larry is Larry and Tim is Tim, and Jack is Jack, and Josh is Josh. So, yep. so annual grand. So annual grand. Annual grand. We were that was one of the things on yes. the list of topics. So the, I, I wanted to just the misunderstandings, the wow. disunderstandings, the, the and, and and just I'm, I'm made finding, up crap yeah. and yeah yeah. So um, in December, on December twenty seventh of this year. At the Marriott Hotel in downtown Lancaster. AL 6023. <laughs> that. <laughs> the, the new Right Worshipful Grandmaster, uh, Larry Durr, will be installed as Grandmaster. Yes, he will. That is a fact. He, um, it, it's, they've got the ho- whole hotel reserved. So there are rooms available, but you have to call the, ho- you cannot call the hotel. You have to call uh, Grand Lodge. Um, and contact the sec- the Grand Secretary's office to request a room in the hotel. And obviously, there's a limited number of those. So if you hear this, it may already be filled up. But don't call the hotel because they will book the room for you if they will have at one available at like $480 a night right. for that room. The Grand Lodge has a deal where they have the whole hotel booked up. Rate. And it's a flat rate, and it's it's a much better number. I, I I'm not going to say what the number is, but it's a much better number than that. So contact the Grand Lodge about booking a room for the annual grant. Now, the ceremony itself, there's there's multiple parts to this. It's a sort of a moving target on the 27th. It starts out with a business meeting at what time? From eight to ten? I think so. I think okay. it's. It, I think it. We think it's 8 to 10. Check the Grand Lodge website. Yeah. The meeting we think begins the the actual closed Grand Lodge business meeting, the closed part of the meeting, um, happens and they do all of that Grand Lodging stuff that they do. Uh, And then at 10 o'clock will be the open installation 
of the grand line and the grand master. Right. And that's, like it sounds, it's an open ceremony. Anybody can attend. Um, there, There's a limited number of people that will fit in the space, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but they are live streaming that. Um, if you look at, at again, pagrandlodge.org, um, you'll, you can find that live stream, I'm sure, there. Um, and then... After the open installation, there's a brief receiving period that will happen. And then there's going to be a small group of people. This, this is, is this a, is a tradition. This is yeah, this what what it is is that the Grandmaster's first appearance anywhere as, as Grandmaster Grand should be at his home lodge. So what they're doing is a Shara Casifia Lodge, which is Larry Durr's home lodge, uh, is holding a special meeting at the old Lodge 43 in downtown Lancaster City, directly diagonal across the the monument at King Street, um, uh, right from bes- the Marriott. Right, yeah, right across from the Marriott. Right. Um, so, uh, but that is a limited attendance event. There's only 300 people going to get in that, and they're going to have a token. That they're going to be given. So if if you don't have that token, um, you you're not going to get into that meeting. And if you're not um, a Grand Lodge officer or, or someone s- significantly in, connected in, to them, installed or, officers in 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 the line in in yeah. in the area, or a member of a Sherikasithia, right? Yeah, there's 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 the likelihood very, of you right. getting in there isn't good. So so there's some people advertising that this event is happening and that's lovely, but you're probably not going to be able to get into Correct. it. Correct. So uh, unless you're unless you're invited to it or a member of a Sherikasifia, probably don't worry about that one. Um, what you're going to do then is hang around in Lancaster, um, visit Annie Bailey's right up the street there's or a whatever. Cigar shop too. Uh, really there's close. a lovely cigar yes, shop right down is. the street. Um, and there, there, there'll be plenty of people, and you'll, um, you'll, you'll see masons all over Lancaster City at that point. But nothing then is going to happen until about four o'clock, yeah. when the reception of the Grand Master happens in the at the Marriott, um, and that's uh, that's going to be, I believe, a cash bar scenario, um, and that's going to go from four to five thirty, and then at five thirty, the banquet happens. The banquet is a ticketed event. If you got no ticket, you get no banquet. Um, I know that because I'll be the guy at the door collecting the tickets. So you better have your bloody ticket. Um, tickets, hey, if I'm a Patreon supporter of Masonic Light Podcast, you will be in? thanked heartily as you come through the door with your ticket. Uh huh. Um, or if not, it gets you nothing. <laughs> yeah. Jack, I'll sign your. Um, I'll, I'll sign your ticket. I'll, yeah, you'll I'll sign, yeah, there you go, and then keep it. Um, but the tickets are um, one hundred and twenty-five dollars per person. Uh, they're ten ta- ten seats at a table, so a table is twelve fifty. Most of the Wait, lodges. Did you figure that out? Yeah, that was math. Yeah. I had a okay. Z- okay. It was a zero thing. Okay. So most of the lodges in the immediate area have been given well have been sold uh, tables for their own lodge so that they can be at this event. Uh, But uh, so if if you want to go and your lodge is not yet talking about having tickets available, 
contact your lodge secretary first. If your lodge secretary can't get you a ticket, then contact your district deputy. If your district deputy can't get you a ticket, then contact me. At? At jharley4 at ptd. That's Peter Thomas David. Penteladata. Penteladata is correct. Uh, dot com. Okay, that's J-H-A-R-L-E-Y, the numeral four, at P-D-D dot net. Sorry, I said com before. It's dot net. P-T-D dot net. Um, I will tell you to mail me a check, and then I will mail you tickets. It's archaic. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) And I promise that the next Grandmaster will have a different ticketing system, but this is how it's going this time. There are are physical tickets. Grand Lodge has like a whole bunch of of tickets that they're um, providing to invited guests. Um, There's a whole bunch of of lodges around here um, for like six districts, eight or eight districts around us were given um, uh, a supply of tickets. Uh, and then I am responsible for the overflow tickets or the the, the individual ticketing and that kind of stuff. So it'll be a and really if you, big. If you send show. your money by a Pony Express, I'm sure it'll get there a lot quicker than what you're talking about. If you send cash, yeah, I won't take it. Actually, Pony don't Express. do cash. Don't you send to cash. Know who, who it has enter- to be a check. Who the entertainment is for the year. Yes, the the entertainment is a group called Artrageous. And what they do, if you've ever seen these people that are on stage and there's music and they're dancing and flopping around and they're occasionally throwing paint at something. Mm. And then at the end, yeah, well, sort of, yeah. Yeah. And then at the end of the night, you turn the painting over and it's like, oh, I can't believe it's that thing. Um, That's sort of what they're doing. But they're doing a a little bit more than that. And uh, I believe that they're working on having uh, an event um, like the day before. Um, for kids in the city to come in and, and just to be able to watch it because yeah, it's, yeah. it's very cool. It's an entertaining process. Uh, Artrageous is the name of the group, so you can look them up online. But uh, but really, it's just a night um, dr- playing dress up, eating a eating a nice meal. Um, they're uh, you know bring your lady. It's it, it is an open ceremony. Um, you know, populate downtown Lancaster between the events. Um, but, um, it's going to be a lot of fun, but that's the agenda more or less. Um, and, um, it, it, for those of, for those of you Masons in the central Pennsylvania area, um, you know, you're not going to get a lot of opportunities to, to attend an event like this. Um, and Larry's been just a super guy and we really respect what he's done in, in the area and, uh, just come out, offer your support, um, Come out to the party. It's going to be a riot. So um, that's it. That's the annual grant for 2023. That's my promo. One further piece of information. Sir. The Grand Master has authorized lodges that they may use general funds to purchase tables that is, at this event. That, that is true. So that, and I can't believe that information hasn't gotten out, but... Just the other day, I was talking to someone who did not know that. So if you're listening to this, go to your worshipful master and say, hey, what's up? True story. Okay. You know, there's one thing that we still need to do. What's that, Tim? It's a game show (gasps) event. 
are we going to play Copious Dudes? Hey! Oh, hello, overlay it. In the, in, we'll, we'll fix that in post. Tonight, we're playing our game with our very own Tim Deadman. Tim, oh welcome gosh. to the show. Thanks, Jack. Great to have you. We're Man. using you tonight because we couldn't get a bloody guest. <laughs> <laughs> so, Tim, you know how this game is played. You kind of made it up. <laughs> we're going to guess how much we think you pay every year in dues. And we know that number is copious. Yes, it is. And whoever gets closest to your number without going over will win their name on, on the, the board, board <laughs> until it gets erased. All right. Yay! So, Tim, All right. you're going to write down on this pad how much you pay in dues. Every year. Now, this is just dues. This doesn't include banquets and meals and things that you have to pay for because you're a member of the lodge or any assessments or any of that. Just dues. How much does it say on your dues card? And we know that Tim has been compiling this number for weeks. <laughs> I actually did go through because I know when we you started did. this I, game. Oh, my God. And we said, did. if we don't have a guest, we're going to use one of us as the... Did we say that? I don't remember did. saying that. So, I have my final All answer. Right. Final answer. All right. Josh, what do you think Tim pays every year in dues? $1,163. Josh, $1,163. Larry, what do Nine. you think Tim pays in dues? $985. You, got, you guys have, like... Bracketed my number. So I'm going to say $1,000. Wait, I used the wrong voice. Tim, tell us, how much do you pay in dues? So Josh selected 1163 Larry said 985 and Jack, you said 1000 Yes. See, Josh, you should have gone with your usual answer of $1. Because what I pay in annual dues is $975. So we were all over. Everybody was over. Larry was the closest, however. Wow. So if we want to go to a tiebreaker. I was um, going to say 963. There you go. See, you should have won. won. That includes... Lodge 302 for 125, Scottish Rite 117, Shrine for 125. Although, you know what? what? For next year, actually, you wouldn't have gone over if we had played this game in January because Shrine dues are going up. Um, Royal Arch Chapter 40, Council 40, Commandery 61, AMD 200, Grotto 111, Sojourners 31, York Rite College 40, Operative 75, and Aaron Council 10. Where, Totaling nine hundred and seventy-five. Where's the tiebreaker? No, I was saying if we go to since all of you went over, oh. if we then just go to the closest one, you win. All right, I'll take you as a win. Okay. But we don't. No, we don't do that. No, that's not. Put my Larry, name up there take, again, no. Larry. Take a win when Larry you're great, buddy. Larry is a cheater. Larry's cheating. Larry. Put my name up there. 
Larry's cheating. All right. I'll put your name up there, but you're cheating. Nine eighty five. All right. So what do we got coming up in the next couple of weeks before we cut these chickens loose? I hear they're uh, happening. Who do you want to start with? Josh, let's start with you. Oh, uh, well, I think, uh, well, the thing that I was going to mention is uh, has already happened a few days ago. Okay. Uh, so never mind. Okay. Um, not much. Just podcast. Uh, I guess Grotto will be coming up on the 22nd. Yes, it will. So, you better be there. Yeah, I should be there. No. I think that's it. Okay, Larry. <clears throat> you knew this was coming, Larry. <laughs> I, I was expecting Tim to get to his, and that would have taken 10 minutes. I could have cleared my throat. Um, goes in gridiron tomorrow, Thursday. I knew it was somehow Tim's fault. Yeah, first time I've been back in three weeks. But... The Tall Cedars the Convention world. in Ocean City, Maryland. It will begin on Thursday the 19th and go through Sunday the 22nd. That's your third favorite Masonic event. Oh, that is. It, it, oh After God. Lodge in the Woods. Um, we get down there Thursday. Friday is convention day. Tux, jewels, hat, mandatory. Okay, first, second. You all know I hate conventions. I hate conventions. How do you feel about conventions? I hate them. Tell us how you really feel, Larry. I hate them. And I've got to go to this thing because I am Grand Tall, of course. I went last year. Oh, my God. Uh, it was Normally, our conventions last about four, maybe five hours. Where, where is it happening? Ocean City, Maryland. Ocean City, Maryland. Maryland, yeah. Ah, yeah. yeah, it's a nice place. They have bars there. Good hotel. It's not bad. But... The fact that we have to wear tuxes, I have to lug all this stuff down there. I mean, it, didn't it used to be at Cape May or something? It used to be at Ocean City, Maryland, uh, New Jersey, I think, somewhere around that area. Somewhere down there, yeah. For years. But yeah. they, uh, the hotels got city and they stopped going there, so they switched Too many to Maryland. On the beach. Yeah. yeah. But, but uh, it, that, that's, that's my plan. So I'll be down there for four days. And I'm going to reiterate again, I hate conventions. Are you stag or are you taking no. Carol? Carol <laughs> is going along. Yes, yes, she is. Yeah. yeah. Outstanding. Right. And is she happy about and going down there? She's happy about going down there. Okay. I don't want to go. Um, and uh, Brother Chaplain, Supreme Chaplain Ken, Ken Hudson's driving down with us. So that would be interesting. Wait, which one of you is driving? Oh, I'm yeah. driving. Thank goodness. I'm driving, yes, yes. <laughs> Can you let us know when you're driving? Yeah. <laughs> give us a heads up about 30 minutes before you head out. I know some troopers down there that way. <laughs> anyway, that's that's what's happening in my world. Jack. Uh, what do I have going on? Tomorrow night, I will be conferring a third degree in my home lodge of Efarda and delivering the charge. I love delivering the third degree charge. I think that's one of the most important pieces of ritual in in pennsylvania masonry it is so encompassing i mean it though. just it just ties it, it all up with a string and, and says you're gonna do this you're not gonna do that yeah. yeah um so i'm doing that and then i've got some committee meetings with this uh with the committee especially the annual grand committee and just general working i got grotto coming up i've got uh, AMD coming up. We just had operatives. That was fun. Oh, I didn't mention that on the on the. Beginning. I didn't either. 
Yeah. We were both at Operatives. It's a very secret organization. Yeah. Actually, Operatives is cool because I, I think uh, that it's open to all Master Masons, right? Mm-hmm. There's no York Wright mm-hmm. requirement or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're curious about Operatives, um, just drop us a note. We'll, uh, we'll tell ask. you. Yeah. Ask and it shall. Never mind. Yeah. Um, anyway, so that's it. Just general stuff. Just keep it on, keep it on. All right. So I'm actually going to be very limited in the number of activities that I talk about. I will hear a remark, however. <laughs> that You've been quoting a lot of dialogue tonight. <laughs> no, um, I'm participating in a project with the Grand Lodge, and I don't want to go into too much of it because it's going to be talked about a lot at that quarterly or the annual meeting in December. But um, in the year 2026, which is three years out, we will be celebrating the 250th anniversary of the Declaration of Independence and the founding of the United States of America. Huzzah. And the Grand Lodge of Pennsylvania is developing a very special build-up and program for that year. Cool. Um, you will learn more about it at the December annual meeting. So please uh, tune in and find out more. But I, so a lot of my time uh, over the next several weeks and kind of going on in the future up until then will be spent on that project. I'm understanding there are questions. Well, when I – no, I'd comment more than anything. Okay. When I was doing – putting together our 100th anniversary book, I charted how many new members there were each year mm-hmm. under each new Worshipful Master. And uh, there, was a, there was a significant bump at, 17, at, at 1976 mm-hmm. uh, and the year after. It was, there was definitely a peak of interest in Freemasonry – because of the relationship to the bicentennial, fascinating. Um, so it'd be interesting to see if we have anything like that in in three years. That'll be cool. Cool, Larry. Did you, did you have a question? No. Okay, I thought you looked like you were you wanted to ask something. No, it was a spasm. It was a spasm. Okay, go back to sleep. All right. Um, <laughs> this episode will be coming out on Monday the sixteenth ish. If you are a member of the Lancaster Lodge of Perfection. Get your carcass to the reunion on Tuesday the 17th. I'm challenging you to make sure that the combined number of the Big Valley of Harrisburg and the Valley of Reading do not outnumber you. Is there a reason for this challenge? Trying to promote those of you who are in the Valley of Lancaster to show up to your reunion. Oh. Okay. My understanding is they are going to do some special things that have not been done before. Imagine that. Um, Imagine that. That's not how we did it in my year. Exactly. So suffice it to say, come on the 17th. Do it. Um, the next night on the 18th, uh, Eureka West Shore Lodge number 302 Past Masters will be having their meeting where we will be excited to hear from our next year's uh, Worshipful Master about his wonderful programs, and et cetera, that he wants to talk about. Uh, we're Gosh, both, that sounded sincere, didn't it? Doesn't it? No, seriously. <laughs> I'm telling you what. When when our past masters get together, we have a good time. We really do. And I remember the year before I became master, I went to that meeting sweating bullets. And I walked out of there going, oh, my gosh, these guys really do want to help me. Because I never really sensed that before I got there. I'm um, not sure why. But um, 
anyway, we, we really do have a good time. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, and then on the 22nd of October, there are, <clears throat> excuse me, three events. The aforementioned Ubar Grotto that I will not be at. Oh, there's a. a However, d- a, a, a earlier in the day, Malay event. There right? is the D Malay Legion of Honor. I ceremony left that one off. I will be there. That you will be at. Yes. And our good buddy Pete will be honored posthumously there. Oh, has that been decided? That's my understanding. Good. So. Um, when is that again? That is on Sunday, the twenty second. That's an open ceremony. It's an open by ceremony the way. at well, like one o'clock. Yeah. So come over to the village. Um, I think it's upstairs in the Trickler Lodge room, and so. Anyway, do that. And then that evening, the Big Valley of Harrisburg is hosting a murder mystery dinner. So that is why I will not be at Ubar Grotto. Um, When they were talking about the date, I raised that, and the response was, oh. Don't. Just don't. Just don't. Okay. Just don't. All right. Anyway, (laughs) so uh, go to uh, valleyofharrisburg.org if you'd like to come to the murder mystery dinner. It'll be a lot of fun. It is murder at the malt shop. It is a 50s theme, so grab your T-shirts and leather jackets and brill cream and... Brill cream? Whatever. A little dab will do you. Are you the soda jerk, Tim? Uh, Yeah, I'm the soda jerk. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. Cool. All right. Can we go home now? Let's do it. Josh, open the gates. Larry's. Larry's. Give it to us, Larry. It's been a long night. Heck yeah. Special thanks to Everett Lodge 665. Yay. For hosting us in this beautiful studio. <laughs> a special thanks, too, to our producer-director, Josh Lamberton. And uh, Lambert, our news director. Yeah, it was great for that. Miller. Lamberton killer. It was wonderful. And special thanks also to our uh, news director, Jack. Jack. Jack What's his Harley. name? Jack Harley. <laughs> Tim uh, Deadman, our marketing director. Tim the Deadman. And, and uh, <laughs> Tim Michelle Snyder, Austin Schifrin, Douglas Maidenford. Hey. For all our special contributions to making the show really good. And Doug, Douglas, I know you listened to this show. Your last episode uh, of... Uh, yeah, Dutchy Doug in the farm. It was it was fantastic, and thank you for the hard work that you do. It's, it's brilliant, absolutely brilliant. Well, I think I've said enough, but I will say I, I'd love to hear from Michelle. Yeah, Michelle. I do. Yeah, I hear from her on Facebook. And well, that's not what I'm talking about. Yeah, I'd love to hear yeah, a segment yeah, in the her. show. Yeah, yeah, I do miss her. I have to get in touch with her. But anyway, what I what I what was I going to say? I don't know. Jeez, uh, well, I think I just better end it. Good night, it. Mrs. Calabash, wherever, yeah, you wherever you are. Yeah. Hey, hey, thanks for listening. This is Larry Maris. And remember, have fun, do good. Well said. Did you have fun? Did you did? backwards? No, you got it right, Larry. Oh, okay. All right. That was Hi, beautiful. I can't even, yeah. See ya. Well done, Larry. <laughs> <laughs>